yes, let's see. Um, oh, 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 I've got you. Ah, oh, oh, I've got all of you. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. <clears throat> I am Hubris Fumble, so named to keep me humble. And I'm reaching across to you from, well, uh, across realities, uh, with a little help from my assistant, Mr. Ginflower. Oh, uh, don't look at me like that. I said I'd mention you. <clears throat> I am reaching you. Uh, because it has come to our attention that you have already been contacted by the Boloverse. Now, the Boloverse is not everything it claims to be. It is not, no, the utopian ideal that it claims to be. Quite far from it. The Boloverse is an insidious thief of will and agency. And if you have been contacted already, oh, 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 grave, grave danger awaits. And so... Your warnings, uh, Hudson Miles, uh, Robert Hox, uh, Christopher Dunn, Nick Scott, Ian Ford, and uh, for this one, uh, Gillities. Yes, you all must beware of the blue bolos. Mm-hmm. They are slow moving, but dastardly, dastardly hiders. Uh, you, they, they could be anywhere. Uh, a bowl of spaghetti, perhaps, your shoelaces, uh, uh, the sky. Uh, be very careful, very careful. Uh, Matthew Smith's. Uh, oh, hold on, my. My list is, is, is fading. Mr. Jim Flower, get, get it going. Yes. <clears throat> uh, Matthew Smith's, uh, Miri Rain, uh, Chris Walsh, uh, Christopher Bruce, and, and Mike Hammond. Uh, no, not Mike Hammond. Uh, Christopher Bruce, uh, Chris Walsh. Y- yes, those. Uh, yellow bolos. Be very careful. Be very careful. Yellow bolos, uh, they're, they're very performance heavy. So uh, things like um, <clears throat> any plays you may go to, or particularly loud people in the street, they could be yellow Bolos, beware. Now, now, Mike Hammond, you're part of this list, and, and Michael Pollard, and, and Jason Campbell, Michelle B., Heather Romantic. You guys are being hunted by the purple Bolos. Now, these... How should I put it? Terribly cute, terribly cuddly, terribly willful creatures. Be careful. They will find a way into your heart and break it. It's, it's just... Terrible, terrible things, the purple bolos. Uh, Noreen Elizabeth, David Forsey, Heather Baird, uh, Cheryl N. You guys are, uh, um, oh, hmm. Well, actually, it appears there's no bolos after you, so you're fine. Uh, forget anything about this. Uh, Chelsea Dab uh, and Shell Scott, however, the black bolos. They, uh, well, actually, they're quite friendly. Um, yes, uh, well... I mean, watch out. You know, they're, they're very talkative and, and they could probably keep you from your task for quite a long time. So be careful of those nonetheless, but uh, they're not quite as dreadful as the other ones. But but nonetheless, beware. The Bolo-verse. Oh, beware. Yes. One moment. One moment. Uh, well, 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 that's everything. Uh, goodbye. Last week on Wonders and Blunders, after Rowan and Bree disappeared through the portal with the body of Jaren and Fang the giant eel, Ben, Valen, Kara, and Star narrowly escaped the lake after the voice in the dark turned its kobold army on them, trying to find them and control their minds. Tensions were high as they started the long trek back to the shore and the cabin, as worries about where that portal came out and whether or not Bree and Rowan could have survived came to a head. They realized they had to get back to the cabin so that Valen could rest to send them a message to make sure that they were okay. Meanwhile, on the other side of the portal, Bree and Rowan came spinning out into the dark abyssal waters of some deep unknown ocean. Both of them injured and confused, they were surrounded by Fang the Colossal Eel, but promising to help Jaren, they were able to calm it enough to avoid a fight. 
As we left him, Rowan decided to test his luck even further by reaching out to try to touch Fang on the nose. And then Fang bit his hand off. I mean, not yet, but surely that's how we're going to open this week, right? There's absolutely no way that ends in anything other than a bitten off hand. Prove me wrong, episode. Here we go on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. Electricity arcs from the fins and spines of Fang the Colossal Eel, sublimating the dark, icy water around them to bubbles of steam. As a tentative furbolg hand reaches through the dark void to rest on its snout. Uh, you can see its eye darting between you and Jaren. Mm-hmm. But you do touch it and the, the spines and fins stop shaking quite as much. It is just kind of like swaying in the water, like its body is pointing downwards and it's just kind of swaying, treading water in that. All right. Okay. So I know, you know, we're, we're not exactly the normal kind of bedfellows, but, uh, well, as you can see, Jaren's not doing too well. And, uh, I think if we all stick together, you know, we, we can get out of this situation and we can get us all back home, uh, Jaren included. But I think we got to stick together for that, right, Bree? Yeah, yes, uh, maybe over at uh, Crystals, maybe there is uh, med- medicines, we can help him. Mm-hmm. And Eel, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, sorry, Fang, Fang, uh, I, I, maybe you know more about this place than we do. Did, did Jaren kind of tell you anything about it? And, and yeah, I've still got my hand on it and I'm, I'm just doing like Rowan's nervous rambling at this point, so I don't know if the Eel can actually respond. You Can you understand what animals say? Not in the sense of like... It's talking and I understand its words, but I, I can, I'm really good at understanding what it's trying to get across, I think is the wording. I can bring it up. I imagine it wants Jaren, but also I imagine there's magic items on him. So I don't <laughs> just want to give him up. I also feel like having Jaren on oh. us is the only thing that's stopping us from getting killed. <laughs> uh, actually, no. So uh, they can understand uh, your words, though you have no special ability to understand them in return. Okay. Uh, so just do an insight check. There we go. 14 plus 11 is 25. It is defensive right now, and it does not yeah. fully trust you. That's all right. You can tell, like, your your hand is sort of on its snout, but it is not... You, you can feel it, like, almost trembling under your yeah. hand, This, which is, a, I think, a strange feeling for a creature that is, like, nine times your height. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a new one for Rowan. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, we can do this. We we, we can do this. Uh, okay, Bree, Bree, talk to me about this axe. Let's swim the next stretch. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's called it. When I grabbed it, it uh, showed me vision of city uh, full of storm giants. But it's like this, but not underwater before. All right. Okay. So, so do you think? Do you think there's other? Do you think there's storm giants here now? Well, this is what I am hoping, yes. Ho- hoping for... Okay, yeah, uh, why not? Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, we are looking for allies. We are returning True. Axe. That's a good point. I yeah. have a feeling that Axe wanted to go home, but it's very confusing. If home is chained legionnaire, uh, it is dragging me here at the same time. Right. That is curious. I, I wonder if maybe... 
maybe it's home where it was forged, you know? Uh, it's not clear, no. Huh. All right, and uh, I'll turn back to the eel uh, and kind of, I'm still talking to Bree, but I'm sort of looking at the eel to kind of include it. Well, how about we follow that X for a little while and, and get to the bottom of, of that bit? It is still just, yeah, staring at you, but it is no longer hissing. All right. Okay. Uh, well, well Bree, I'm afraid I'm going to be a bit of a burden on you. I, I, don't, I don't swim nearly as fast as you do, but uh, if you've got the patience, uh, we, we can make our way wherever that thing's leading you. Uh, yes, yes, we can. Uh, uh, I can lead way. Uh, it is possible that uh, if eel is friendly, uh, it moves quite fast and is quite large. You, uh, in my in my past, I have found it very helpful if you can help big creature. Uh, big creature will not uh, be so mindful if you grab ride. You 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 want me to ride Fang? I mean, if it gets us there quicker. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I can ride this enormous electric and, eel. That's, yeah, and uh, Bree just kind of like looks at the eel <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. a response that it knows it won't get. <laughs> okay, uh, Fang, um, what, 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 what do you what do you say to to helping me uh, to make up? Uh, oh, all right, do you think you can help me swim? It's not really responding it is just watching i think if you move to try to get on fang it backs up and keeps its eye yeah. on jaren okay no i i Bria, i think it's going to take a little while yet before before we can do that so, so okay okay well let us get down and uh see what is down there that maybe we can use to help mm, if yeah. we cannot at least save jaren uh it is possible maybe we can save eel uh Absolutely. I want to yeah. eat it, but uh, given circumstances of not knowing where we are, it may be better to have ally. Yeah, I, I think maybe more friends are, are, are better than fewer right now. I guess Bree would just start swimming uh, slightly ahead, but not like at full speed. Um, okay. Just kind of keeping a little distance to try and guide the eel along. Yeah. So it isn't until Rowan starts swimming that Fang changes anything. You are able to swim past Fang without any... Like, it, it kind of turns and watches you, but then sees when you're swimming away, it just lets you go. Mm -hmm. Rowan, when you start swimming, Fang's like, curls right around in, like, a wide arc and starts swimming next to you very slowly, just with that okay. one eye right next to you watching you very closely. Okay. That's unnerving. Uh, I continue forward. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, no, I, I'm going to do um, just a, a quick perception check um, just to make sure that nothing or, or anyone else didn't come through the portal with us. Okay. Wow, this dice really likes 14 today. So that's another 25. Uh, 25. So you are sure because when you were getting pulled through the portal, you could yeah. see the other closest person to it was Star and the eel creature mm -hmm. that was riding Fang, uh, and both of them were able to get off of the eel before going through the portal. Okay. Um, so you were able to look down before you came through and see everyone below looking up at you going through this portal. Yeah, and I, I'll kind of shake that memory out of my head and uh, kind of steal myself and, and keep swimming forward. And I guess we can only see like five feet in front of us, basically, and like a glowing crystals in the distance. 
Yeah, so you can see these glowing crystals in the distance. You can tell that they are far away. As you're swimming forward, Bree, I think this doesn't happen to you very often. You feel well and truly tiny. Oof. This just abyssal world around you. The only reason you can tell you're moving because of the dark is the feeling of the water moving over you. Right. Uh, and even that is dulled by this electricity. Oh, man. Just the inky black. I think Rowan, like, looking around as well, like, looking down up to all sides, it all looks exactly the same. The only point of reference and probably the only anchor for your sanity at this point is those glowing crystals in the distance. The only oh thing God. that sticks out in this otherwise abyss. I know I've got one arm. So I think the, yeah, one arm's around Jaren and the other one is helping me swim. So no, I don't, I guess I don't reach for, for Teak, but uh, yeah, all right. I suppose it would take make sense for me to be carrying Jaren maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so Bree, I think you're having a hard time even swimming as slow as you have to to stay somewhat close to Rowan. Right. Yeah, I think I think after just a little bit, once Bree realizes the vastness of everything around her, uh, she would kind of swim back to Rowan uh, and realizing that the eel is not worried about her, uh, would come back and, and kind of take the other arm of, uh, of Jiren and, and swim alongside to speed up everybody. Okay. So that, that does speed you up considerably. Um, yeah. The axe, you find you don't really have to use your hand to swim. Like just using your body and your tail, clutching the axe close to your body, it is actually manipulating the current around you to pull you towards this goal the same way that oh. it did with the portal. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Your original estimate of how far away this was is off. It is farther. There is quite oh, no. some time that you're traveling that... It just looks like it's not getting any closer. You move through the water fairly quickly, but I would say it's a very quiet and very tense 25 minutes okay. of swimming before you reach uh, what you now see as a huge crystalline blue structure. And you can see in the glow of it that there is more of it then you can see the, the glow kind of showing these tunnels that move between these large glowing crystal sections. Wow. Most of it seems to be unlit. Um, the axe carries you closer to it as you start to move past this just unspeakably huge city yeah. that is surrounded by this crystal glass. Can we tell what's producing the light? Does it just seem to be like light reflecting within the crystals somehow? It looks like light reflecting within the crystals. I think I think you can because the, the axe is bringing you pretty close to the edge of it. You can see inside that every once in a while there are these large blue gold gilded decorative cubes hmm. that are sitting in the city itself. In their light, you can see, I guess you're... you're traveling past one of the tunnel sections that goes between the larger crystal sections. Mm -hmm. And you can see huge houses. Wow. Um, it looks like kind of a residential area, probably 15 houses, uh, all encircling a central courtyard where there is a dried up, unfunctioning fountain and a bunch of uh, communal long tables. Huh. 
that all sit completely abandoned. You see no movement as you're going through, and you can tell because of how much of the city inside you can't see that these lights aren't really functioning properly or to their full potential. Okay. okay. So to be clear, these crystal, they're like uh, like a snow globe, like like crystal sort of globes over the city. Yeah, so they're not they're okay. not circular, like they, they are still rough and sharp. Oh, okay. Like right. a crystal okay. formation. But all this stuff like the picnic tables and stuff we see, or the long tables, sorry, we see, uh, <laughs> they're like inside these crystals and it doesn't appear to be water in there? There is definitely not water in there. Definitely not, okay. Yeah. And the long tables, they're not like destroyed or covered in barnacles or anything? No. So everything is like in quite good condition. You can see that okay. there are plants growing inside, which mm-hmm. have grown wild, growing down over like the long steps that lead up to the various houses. Um, some of them like reaching up and engulfing some of these long tables, but nothing is destroyed or broken. Uh, it's It all just looks perfectly preserved. This is uh, very eerie, Rowan. Yeah. This, it's like a whole city just fell into ocean. It's unbelievable. I, I, I've never... And everything else is so dark. It's like a... I don't know. I've never felt so small like this. This is this is wild. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it yet. Uh, perhaps there are survivors still. Or people who live here. I, I, can giants breathe underwater? Well, I mean, it's their boon that's letting us breathe. I, I don't know. This is a good point, actually. Maybe it's not unreasonable. Oh, what would living in a place like this do to you, though? I mean, I don't know, Bree. I think we gotta we gotta stay pretty sharp. As if you needed to hear that. <laughs> and and, and, and Bree kind of like looks up what she understands to be up to try and look for either like sunlight or more specifically, I think she's thinking starlight at this point. Uh, but I guess wouldn't see anything this deep down. No, no the, the only reason you know which way is up is because the bubbles from the lightning, yeah, just yeah. these small bubbles from the evaporating water, are moving up. It's very strange to not have a sky. Yeah, tell me about it. I feel like I've been underwater for weeks. Well, I... I, I and, and Brie kind of snaps a, a concerned expression at Rowan and goes... Is actually important to you cannot breathe underwater, no? No, no, my friend. Uh, if this boon goes, I'm gone. And then uh, we should make uh, quick haste to door. Uh, and is kind of like looking around for a door, but also just like letting the axe still push her along in the yeah. same direction. Uh, so if you're letting the axe carry you, it starts sort of circumnavigating the outside of this wall. It carries you away from this tunnel and into one of the dull glowing sections of the city. And as you come around the corner of it, you see that it's bringing you towards this big gate that has kind of a shimmering electrical energy moving over the front of it. It is extremely large. Uh, it, it looks like you could fit like a regular castle through this gateway. Wow. Whoa, the outside God. of it is decorated with these uh, stone statues of storm giants, and they are all reaching upwards 
around the edges of the gate. And then over the top of the gate is a stone statue of a city floating in the clouds, which they are all reaching up towards. Well, that's definitely taken on a different meaning now, hasn't it? He's silly. How can city be in sky like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, how could how can city be down here either? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, good point. Uh, you, you you don't think this boon is going to run out or anything, do you? Like, uh, did they give us a time frame or, or like a like a distance thing, like a proximity? Uh, I mean, this will be fine, right? I, I I think we maybe have some time. Uh, regardless, it it looked like air inside if we can open gates uh, as Bree just kind of looks from the bottom to the top of the gate in like one long sweep and also uh, is it doors or you said a shimmering energy right? Yeah so you can see like it is it is kind of flowing like the surface of water okay I'm gonna do an investigation check to see if it's like a force field type door, or if if I need to like actually open something. Like okay. In the sense that if you swam through it, you would just move through it and it would block water, or or what? Like that kind of investigation. I think it's eleven as well. No, it's lower for investigation nine. So uh, that becomes nineteen. No, twenty-one. Yeah. What What do you do to investigate it? Like, just by looking at it, you can see that it is definitely holding water back. Yeah. uh, And it doesn't look like a strenuous process. Like, it's not bubbling inwards or anything. It's actually, like, flowing a little bit just like a a puddle or a... Yeah. Like a small pond. And there's would no do. door behind it. Like, there's no stone or metal door behind that. I guess maybe I'd, I'd pluck a blueberry off and then eat it and then pluck another one off and throw it through the... Is there a keyhole? There is, uh, no, there's no keyhole. Okay. If you throw the blueberry through, it, you know, you throw it, the water catches it. Yeah. And it kind of drifts forward, uh, but it does move through and just plop onto the ground on the inside. Uh, okay. Well, Bree, I'm going to do something really stupid. Uh, hang on to Jaren. Uh, I- I'm going to try putting my hand through this force field. Uh, be careful. Yeah. Well... I mean, I, I, the way I see it is we either get through this or, or, or I eventually drown anyway, right? I mean, uh, okay, on the count of three. Uh, uh, Bree, you want to count for me? And I've got my Bree hands sort of in you. front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so like I, I kind of go like face first into it then. There is like a hiss, an electrical hiss <laughs> as you do, and you brace yourself, but then just find yourself flat on the ground on the other side of it. Immediately, the electrical field around you disperses and you feel like a rush of air, this sort of stale, unmoving air moving into your lungs. Uh, You cough a couple of times and smoke comes out from the remnants of this boon, which you can now feel has faded from your body. (laughs) Well, hopefully we find another way back. (laughs) You are on your hands and knees. Uh, okay. On the other side of this portal, with the cold metal under your hands. Oh, 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 oh Bree, you beautiful lizard! Come, come on in through here. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I would, I would step through and be like, hey, I thought it was important that we get through. I, I know you tend to be a little uh, uh, scared of some things. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Mia culpa. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I would step through with Jaren, I guess. Yeah. So as you step through, immediately Fang tries to follow you. 
Yeah. Bang sticks his head through and then immediately, like, losing the ability to breathe, kind of thrashes back and forth and backs up back out and is now, like, very agitatedly shocking the area around him and just swimming in a figure eight, kind of panicked outside the door, like, sticking his face in every once in a while and kind of snapping at where you are. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Okay. We're not. We're not going anywhere yet. We're not going anywhere yet. But and I, and I'll come close. Uh, I'll come close and uh, kind of bring, kind of, I guess bring Jaren's arm up as well and and just within context. So so like, it's closer to the portal and be like, all right. Well, uh, so yeah, you can't you, come you through. You come close with Jaren. You reach down to pick up his arm. When you look back up, Fang is through the portal and his teeth are surrounding you. Mm-hmm. about to, like, bite you and pull you back out into the water. Yeah. But when you pick up Jaren, he freezes and and just kind of thrashes back out into the water. Oh, I see. So this is how it is, Fang. This is how it is. I thought we were becoming teammates. Yeah, now outside with the frills again and the spines yeah. just, like, hissing. Rowan, you try to calm him. Let me look at the... Let me look at this hag. Uh, and can I do a medicine check on Jiren to see yeah. how dead he is? Yeah. <laughs> we revived Jiren and we have to do this whole fight again. It's an 18. <laughs> 18. He is not dead. He is unconscious but stable. He passed his death saves. Oh, boy. What a dilemma. But because he's not in the Wonders and Blunders crew, he didn't just roll the net 20 and come back at one. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 That's exclusively for you guys. All right. Oh, and he is he is still breathing. They make those hags tough, eh? And worrisome, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, I do not know, know that we can let him... Uh, uh, and and Bree is just, like, looking, yeah. looking nervously up at the giant eel outside yeah. the portal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down there, Bree. Uh, oh, okay, okay, Fang, Fang, listen to me. Now, I, I know you don't trust me, and uh, I don't really know what I can do to change that in the next few minutes, but I really hope you can believe me when I tell you that uh, Jaron here is alive. He, he's he's stable. Uh, he's just unconscious. And, and so we've got two ways to go about this, Fang. Now, we can stay right here where you can see us, and he just wastes away, or... You, you find it somewhere in that Ely brain of yours to, to, to give us a little bit of trust. And we take Jaren and ourselves and we move further in. You won't be able to see us, but we will try to find a way to, to keep him alive. And, and, and I, I don't know, some way to, to, to get the two of you guys united in, in a way that works for you guys. Oh, okay. Uh, I, <laughs> oh, Fang, I, I don't know what to be doing here, but uh, we've got to go further in. And, and I need to have you not you know, bringing the house down around us. Uh, this is going to help Jaren just as much as it's going to help you. So so please give us something here. Fang is upset, like yeah. just with your passive insight, like very distressed. He does get the idea that you're putting across that Jaren is alive. Okay. And so stops hissing and shaking. Mm-hmm. It looks like Fang is trying to decide if he is going to dive his entire body through this portal or not. Perhaps we can uh, return him the body, uh, but with some adjustments. Uh, and Bree just like holds up like a single claw. Oh boy. Oh boy, Bree. 
I would also like as that medicine check if I could to search his body as well. Easy enough. Like I think maybe while Rowan is calming yeah. mm-hmm. Fang, and I, and I think I, I probably not so much thinking to to block him, like rifling through the pockets, but more so to kind of put myself between his line of sight to Jaren to just kind of keep me in his focus rather than have it just kind of be focusing on Jaren. So whether it's directly or indirectly or whatever, I would be trying to block his view anyway. I I do feel like when you're standing this close to the portal, you have a strong feeling that your proximity to Jaren is keeping you alive. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you you are able to. And then Bree, while while Rowan is conversing with Fang, you search through Jaren's pockets. You find a gold coin, a silver coin, and a copper coin. Like just a regular gold, silver, and copper? It is weird that there is one of each and only one of each. Hmm. He has no other money on him, but he does have these three coins. Okay. He he does have some very expensive jewelry, necklaces. Uh, he has several necklaces around his neck. And on one of his wrists is this bracer that looks more decorative than armor, but it is ruined and locked onto his wrist. Ooh. Of all uh, of the things that you find on him, this looks the most interesting. Does the rune uh, resemble a giant rune or a dragon rune, or do I know? Uh, definitely not giant or dragon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Bree would... Uh, Rowan, you would probably pick up that Bree has, has like, ignoring the, the necklaces and everything, but has really taken a look at this, this bracer. Okay, I'm looking back sort of over my shoulder, but keeping my, my arms up and like forward facing uh, Fang. Oh, what, what, what do you find him? What do you, what do you got? Uh, he's uh, just a little bit of uh, fancy jewelry, but he's, this bracer has a, a ruin similar to the wolf, but uh, I, I do not recognize what it means. Uh, all right, so I've got my hands sort of up like a don't shoot kind of pose, but in, but now I'll reach like a finger forward, like a pointing up and I'll be like, hey, hey, oh, be, be good, be good. And I'll kind of quickly have a, like turn all the way over and kind of quickly have a look at that rune. <laughs> and is it in a language that I recognize? You can do an arcana check. What about history? <laughs> <laughs> the two guys who know nothing about magic. <laughs> yeah. Plus three, uh, 17. You you can identify this as just like a magic item. Like this item has oh, been okay. enchanted, and these runes are the enchantment around it. And you, you say can't it's tell locked. What it does it's locked onto his arm? It is clasped onto his arm. Yeah. Oh, oh is there like just a clasp you can unbuckle? Uh, you can try. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. You say you can try, and I'm looking at my health and being like, this is a bad idea. But Bree wouldn't know. She doesn't understand how this works yet. Uh, yeah, I would try to unclasp it. Yeah, uh, as you touch it, it does light up and glow, and I think you kind of flinch, but then as you flick it open, it just detaches and clatters to the ground and goes dull. What does Fang do? Fang doesn't do anything, like watching intently okay. as you're moving around his body quite closely, but uh, mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. doesn't react to this especially. I think Bree tries to do it as a bit of a, like, oh, I have to test his, his pulse on his wrist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to take those three coins uh, that are probably going to let Lilia spy on us. <laughs> Certainly with something there is, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think kind of holding Jiren now more or less in her arms, Bree would look at Rowan and say, I, I think maybe we should just return 
it to Fang. But yeah. Let her deal with the burial. With the burial, yes. So so but I mean you're you're saying he's alive right now. Yeah. He won't be when I pass it over. Oh, oh, Bree. You know, I just keep thinking about Dagon's story and seeing that that little boy sitting on the on the eel's head. I mean, this this is the only thing this eel is. They're the only thing either one of them have have have, have depended on and have have known and have have confided in their whole lives. I, well, eel is in strange water, and uh, he's probably not healthy for it to be here. I, I do not know that it will live long. Yeah, and Star didn't do any favors there, too. Uh, and, and that's not against Star, uh, you know. <laughs> oi, oi, I don't... This... Uh, I, I just wish I had more time to think. I, I don't know, Bree. I, I, I trust you, Bree. I, I trust you, Bree, and I, I think you're right. And I, I think maybe that's why I'm upset about it. So Bree is just going to pick up Jaren in her arms and take a single claw and just, like, insert it into, the I guess, like, the carotid artery in the neck just somewhere that she knows would be a like bleed hole that she would have used when like skinning any kind of game or anything like that. Not that really blood is a problem for her to consume, but uh, I think would do it knowing that that would be something that would kind of let Jiren bleed out in the water uh, and then would start like stepping with Jiren over to the gate. Oh, oh, I don't know. There goes any chance of sleep. Uh, well, I uh, wouldn't probably recommend sleeping in here anyway. Uh, could definitely use some of that uh, ethereal fruit again. Uh, and kind of takes a deep breath and then pushes Jiren out through into the water. And, and, and starts like, not rapidly, but uh, uh, very calmly and firmly stepping backwards uh, out of range. Jaren's body kind of floats out as you just sort of pass him into the the inky black of the water outside. Immediately, Fang swirls around in the water and very gently opens his mouth and just closes it around Jaren. And then with one more sort of look inside, turns and just starts swimming upwards. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, you're gonna have to find something else to eat now. And and Rowan's shoulders have always been pretty sloped, but now he's he's just he's really sagged. He's okay, Rowan. This cycle of life, all things pass in due time. Yeah, but today uh, it is not us who have passed. We should uh. uh uh, look upon this with some good favor. I think I'm just going to add this to the list of things I want to have a stern talking to Lilia about. I'll, I'll tell you that. I would like to do more than just talk to her. I will tell you that. But mm. all right, we, we'll. Uh, all right, let's swim the next stretch. Uh, uh, wh where's that axe? Oh, where's that axe pulling you now? Great, great question. So now that you are inside, the axe has sort of become just this huge, heavy burden again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, it, it would have clattered to the ground, like, while you were doing all of this stuff, and uh, when you pick it back up, you it feels much heavier than it did in the water. Right. 
and a wave of kind of sadness comes over you. There was like an excited anxiety outside the walls. And now that you're in here, you feel all the way through the hilt, this like broken hilt of the axe down to the blade, which is contacting the floor. And Hmm. you feel a connection to this city. And there is a great emptiness that comes with that. It is like the axe is helping you commune with this entire city at once. And you are left wanting. Oh, Rowanese. I do not think there is anything here. The I have feeling through axe is so sad. I do not know what it expected, but uh, I do not know axe to to feel before. It's very strange to me. I mean, who knows how long it's been in that bottom of that lake, pining for home, you know, and, and to oh, to get so close and, and then have it turn out so empty. That's yeah. Well, we still have home to return it to in Legionnaire, but uh, yeah, uh, how do we get back there? This communication with his axe—is uh, it like a like a voice, or, or, or like are you kind of chatting with it, or, or how does that work? No, it's just feeling. Hmm. I just feel empty in here. I feel as if whole city is empty. Before, when I first touch axe, it uh, it showed me dream. You know? Yeah. yeah uh, okay. It showed dream of, I guess, city and past. You know, did you see any of the giants? Like, like, was it a bustling city then? Uh, yeah, and yes, it was, if I remember. When it showed it to you first, it, it wasn't that you could, like, see what was happening inside of it, but it was, now that you felt what it feels like empty, you could feel that there was a very, like, yeah, full and bustling feeling to it. Uh, yes, it, uh, there was a vibrancy that is not mm. here now. Perhaps when City was in, in cloud? Uh, and Bree says, like, kind of pointing and then half chuckling at the uh, the design up at the top of the door. Hmm. Uh, regardless, there must be clues or m- maybe there is still giant here somewhere, but... Yeah, I, I think either way, we, we, we've got to look around and... Uh, oh, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully the axe knows the way. Yeah, uh, and well, uh, you know, at least uh, you not drown now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, uh, definitely a silver lining there. It's nice to be, uh, well, not quite dry yet, but it's nice to to believe in the idea of being dry again. Uh, we will get there. We will get there. Uh, let us take a look around. And uh, I'll uh, look once more, kind of through the gate up into the dark after the uh, after Fang and and Jaren, and then. Uh, kind of sigh a little bit and, and turn and, and follow Bree. From above, we see dark spots slowly trudging across the endless blinding white surface of the frozen Aetherlock. The wind carries thin waves of snow, which break over the soggy frozen boots of Kara, Ben, Phelan, and Star as they near the western shore. 
So walking across the rest of the way, I think like your mind's just kind of plagued about what might be happening on the other side of that portal. You do eventually make it back to the tree line, like shivering and exhausted, walking through the, the first row of dead trees, making your way to the thicket where you know the caravan is parked. Perception check for any ravens. Immediately you see one. Firing in that dagger at it. <laughs> uh, 16. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Puff. Roast chicken on the ground. Yeah, back to the hand. And then as you get closer, another. Yeah, second one. Oh, boy. And then the trees on the branches, you start to see quite a few sitting. Oh. Now as you're walking closer, all of them starting to caw. Oh, no. Ben starts running. Dar just starts running. Running. Similar. I think Ben uh, starts running, and then, like, there's just a blur of snow as a star <laughs> yeah, just whips mm -hmm. by him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Star, definitely the fastest. You are rushing through the trees, just your, uh, all, your ears just assaulted by ravens sitting in the trees, just cawing and cawing as if they are laughing. Um, running through, I think the first thing that slows you down is you see a triggered bear trap with a puff of scorched snow around it and a short sword and a dagger sitting abandoned. All of you seeing this as you run through, Star just seeing it first. Holes in the ground with scorch marks on like the wooden stakes on the inside. You see a full like log trap has smashed another one of these darklings up against the tree. Its weapons lying on the ground abandoned. Good job, Baito. Over the canopy, you can see the roof of the cabin and the walls of the cabin kind of swaying back and forth through the trees. Oh. And as you breach the other side, just make a deck save. Uh, 20? Not natural. Yeah. Uh, so you, like, burst through the trees and then duck as a pseudopod comes swinging at you, knocking down three trees in front of you. You look up and the cabin, the dirt under the cabin is just pocked with eyes and mouths which all turn viciously towards you. And then it recognizes you, like you see the eyes relax and a bunch of the mouths close. And it starts to lower itself down to the ground in front of you. Diglin uh, and the rest of you like reaching, catching up yeah. afterwards as it's lowering itself. Yeah, Star is just shouting out like, hello, hello. And Diglin is like, whoa girl, whoa girl, what's wrong? All through the wall, Part of it is like splintered and broken and charred. There are crossbow bolts around the outside of this wooden wall. Diglin opens up the gate. On the inside, right through the gate, you see two wodes, motionless, surrounded by scorched snow, a couple of short swords sticking out of them, crossbow bolts sticking out of them. The caravan is tipped over on its side, crossbow bolts sticking into the bottom of it. The cabin's windows are broken, and the door has been torn off of its hinges, and the remaining three wodes are standing in the doorway, and as they see you approaching, they kind of relax, relieved, and step away from the door, allowing you inside. Yeah, Star's just shouting, like, dust, light, sky, Baito. Uncle Yuri! He's going to try to hit a spare the dying on the two wodes. Uh, just check on them really quick. You don't feel much of a connection with them. They are gone. Okay. Yeah, Ben uh, uh, jumps up and, and starts chasing after everyone else, shouting for... Okay. Garlic! Girl! Garlic! Uncle Yuri! 
bursting inside the cabin. You can see that the windows are broken, but all of the furniture inside has been like propped up against them. Immediately you see Yuri leaning over an unconscious Sky and an unconscious Fezric. Ben, as you run inside, you see a little pen made of books and garlic sits inside of that. And Star, as you run inside, you're like looking, you see Sky immediately, and then you look over and you see Dust rushing up to you, okay. just like tears in his eyes, hysterical. Uh, and he's just like grabbing your leg. And he's just like, they took her, they took her. Took who? Took who? Yeah, Star's also like crying. They got light. They they tried to take me. They lifted me off the ground. She she threw herself on them. She was they, she was so fast. They took light. And he just collapses. Uh, ben Ben rushes past and uh, like slides down onto his knees uh, by uh, Fezric and uh, Sky and casts uh, Spare the Dying. And Yuri just like grabs you uh, and just like pulls you close. And he's just like there were so there were too many. We couldn't we couldn't stop them all. It's fine. It's fine. Get off me. I need to. Concentrate. I cast Cure Wounds on Sky. And I cast Cure Wounds on Fezric. Okay. And both of them, you see, both of them start breathing. Okay. They gasp and, like, <sighs> sit up slowly. Yeah, Star has, like, picked up dust at this point, just hugging him, and is walking over to Sky and, like, my hand on her forehead, just like, shh, hello, hello. I thought I was done for. No, no, it's okay. Just rest. Don't talk. Don't talk. Okay. You see her for a second, like, look around and seeing all the people around her, she does kind of relax, basically just faints. Hmm. You can see that she she has been quite wounded, like a few nicks, but nothing really serious. Fezric, when you lean down to deal with Fezric, Ben, his hands are lacerated. Both sides of them just completely cut up. That is where most of your attention has to go. Yeah, Ben is, is kind of holding Fezric's hands, and he goes, oh, he used a lot of magic. Heals him for 13, uh, sorry, 11. And he sits stock upright screaming, just like, ah, ah, and then like <laughs> picks up the knife and like goes to put it to his hand again. And then like, easy, sees, easy, easy. Oh, you, you're back there. Are we alive? The, Yeah, some of us. I'm still looking around for Bito. Bito is not there. Where, where is Bito, Yuri? She, she got him. She took him. Lilia has Baito and Light. Yeah. She came for dust. But mm. we managed to hold him off enough. She paralyzed the cabin. Oh, no. While the Darklings attacked. Uh, they dragged dust out, but Light managed to disperse them, put a couple of them, you know, popped a couple of them but was blinded, and they got her. They knew we weren't here. The fish monster said it, they knew we were coming. They knew we were coming. Lilia, Lilia could see where we were, too. This is not right. Star is just, like, standing up, shuddering. Just like, no, this is... And then he just goes to the door and throws it open and walks outside by himself. And just you just hear, like, a screaming from outside. He's just shouting for light and just like crying and just you hear like stabs on the door with the dagger. Kara, should you maybe cover your eyes? Do you think they're seeing through you? Maybe. Lilia definitely, when I was dreaming, she definitely got information from me. 
Ben is like turned. He, he's, he's only half listening to you, uh, Kara, and he says to like he says to Sky, um, should we kind of listening at the door, the stars? Like, should we? Should someone help him, or should we just leave him alone? And Sky, who had kind of like passed out, sits up and then hearing Star screaming for light, panicked, like looks around again. And then just she's you just hear her just like, oh, oh, no. And then pushes you out of the way and goes outside to Star. Dust following as well. Yeah. As soon as she comes out, Star just like hugs her, sobbing into her shoulder. Yeah. And she starts as well. I think both of like all of you just kind of sinking to the ground. Still, you can hear in the trees around the ravens. I'll look at Yuri. Bree and Rowan, uh, they they got pulled through a portal. Uh, they're not with us. Are they okay? We, we, don't, we know. don't know. We don't know. When it rains, it pours. Well, you're alive. And you didn't see them die, so all we need to do is keep hope. We need to get somewhere safe. Can we go back to the... How long would it take us to go back to... If we go somewhere, she'll see where we're going unless... I'll blindfold myself, but I don't know if that's everything. She left a message. What? She wants us to go get them. She told me to say, you know where to find them and that perhaps you'll rethink the trade I once offered now. Oh, no. It's unfortunate that it was Rowan through the portal. I think that's a bargaining chip we no longer have. We would never have traded one of the members of our caravan in any case. Why not? We could trade me. That's not going to happen, Benjamin. We can't do that. No, we can't. We're going to rescue them. We're going to end Lilia. Hello, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for listening to episode 88 of Wonders and Blunders. It's wild how far we have gone with this thing. I can't believe we're all still doing this. And I can't believe that you're still here listening. Thank you. We've got some exciting news coming up. Next Saturday, or I guess for you, this coming Saturday, April 3rd, I am going to be running a game on Twitch for Bards for Bards, which is a big fundraiser between a lot of the D&D YouTube community, a lot of the artists, and a couple of actual play games. We are all getting together to raise money for artists affected by COVID-19. So for the entire month of April, right on into May, there are going to be weekly one-shots every Saturday. All through the week, there's going to be programming of speed drawing and video games. There will be panels about DMing and playing. I'm going to be running a goblin game with Evan, who plays Valen, and Kieran, who plays Bree, along with Whistle While You Work, who is a D&D YouTuber who tells D&D stories while speed painting, and Nova One, who is the DM over at Roll for Damage. The session is called Goblins Rob a Very Old Man, and that is also what it's about. It's going to be an absolute blast. You should definitely come check it out. April 3rd from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. EST. I really hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>